Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Time for the episode of Men Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. And I'm announcing houses. Check out the audio guys. Oh, yeah. We're preaching fun. Um, all right. Uh, welcome, uh, everybody, to another episode of Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Home of Vegas weather and parking. Home of the two-hour podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I got some good parking done Not this always. week. I actually was talking about on the way into Jacob's house. I think, Jacob, that little slot, that street that sometimes is a street and sometimes is not a street by your house. Sure. I think they just test everything out over there. That's my latest theory. <laughs> yeah. They just get new construction toys. Well, there's a sign on the way in run. that they're yeah. going to close it from the 16th. Like, yeah. How are we going to get to your place? Uh, helicopter. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I already have a helicopter, uh, Paul. Do you not have a helicopter, Paul? I could probably hit you ride with Celine. Okay. <laughs> We're pretty tight. Good, good. Uh, yeah, cause far across the distance and spaces between us, I have a helicopter that can bridge the gap. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's the way it works. She choppers everywhere she has to go. Yeah. she. Have you ever been to the grocery store when she flies in? No. Oh, it's a scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Matt, Matt's dying, everybody. Well, I'm under the weather, and, yeah. I, and I knew this was a bad idea because if I laugh, then I cough. Welcome to the last episode of Ice Cream Social. Oh, uh, no, or the least funny. We just have to make a choice, right? <laughs> we just have to make a choice. Yeah, uh, but we have. I hope uh, we can get less funny. We have a special guest in studio with us. Yes, of Jacob, hey. uh, the audio guy. Thank you for joining us, Jacob. <laughs> Woo! Uh, we have Celestia Ward. Hi. Do you, do you go by Celeste? Yeah, people call me Celeste or Celestia. Either one works. I'll answer to most anything. All right, we'll go. We'll go with. Uh, we'll go with Celestia. Celestia, because that's the cooler one. It is a nice name. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. You must get all kinds of bullshit with your name all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I hated it in elementary school because I was called Cecilia and Cornelia and Cynthia and everything else. And okay. every birthday invitation was misspelled. But then when I got older and people needed to find you on the internet, oh, everybody found me because it's yeah. an unusual name. Yeah. So right. yeah. That's if cool. I was Michelle Smith, nobody would find me. Mm-hmm. That's it. That was the rule for naming our children. Uh, Penn, Penn uh, talked about this too where he says, you want your kid to be the uh, only head that pops up when they hear your name in school. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, Jacob Smith, that doesn't happen. No, exactly. And there, my, there are my, several. My wife's name is Sarah. And so we were like, you know, I'm never the only Matt in a room. Never. Yeah. And uh, so we were very into naming our kids. And then the other day we went to um, the aquarium over there at the uh, Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they had the license plates in the Oh, the license oh, gift plates. Shop. Yeah. Oh. And so you must know this pain. Oh, every, yeah, every time. Look, look, look. No, oh, no, no, they don't have mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wife was like, oh my gosh, our kids' names are never going to be on the license plate. No. At what age did you stop looking? Oh gosh! I, I, or have I, you stopped looking? I, I'm in my forties. Uh, <laughs> um, the great thing about now, though, is you can just order it online. Right? True. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'll do. I'll be like, well, what are you worried about? License plate here. Daddy's got you. What do you want? And I just pull it up. <laughs> I can get it on the phone. You should and... probably order a few knickknacks with their unique names on them, just for those occasions when oh, they come home soul soul crushed. 
You're right. I should be scouting ahead of time. Yep. So if they're going to go to Disneyland or something yes. like that, I should find out. Well, now Disney, you're all good because they'll do like monograms on the spot. They can. Yeah. Right. Disney takes care of it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but if you go to somewhere not Disney, yes. I got to. <laughs> you're right. I can just go ahead of time uh-huh. and figure out who makes them at the aquarium and just get the right. plates. And so. Right. Shove it in there. Yeah. When Keeler's like, I want an octopus with my name on it. Yeah. You can be like, put down that octopus. Right. <laughs> and then boom. Don't, yeah, I have a license plate. <laughs> yeah, please Here's leave your that license plate alone. <laughs> well, that, I, that octopus does not want to be held. Um, I, I, I think it's funny because like that, the pressure's on for me to pull this off properly is to actually know alphabetical order. So that's the, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in trouble there. <laughs> You're gonna try and hide them? <laughs> I don't know. You're gonna try and hide it get in, it in the, the, rack? the rack? Get it in the no. rack? Oh, <laughs> oh no, no. Then, then they're gonna freak out every time they don't find their name. Oh, why right. is there not a Keeler or a Hillier on this? What? Uh, <laughs> But what's the other solution? Daddy just makes magical license plates? Just daddy daddy takes care of it when you get home. Oh. Daddy's got you. Daddy's got you. Oh, yeah, daddy already has a license plate for you. It's at home. It's yeah. at home. <laughs> and it's a real size license plate. It's just a license plate. It doesn't that's, have your name on it. That's the thing. Like, and I was, like, like my kids like to wear necklaces. I can put the, uh, the license plate on the necklaces. <laughs> there you go. I was I, I was a little crestfallen. A full size license plate. Because like as you know, I want my children to be gay. Yes. Uh, if they if they are into necklaces, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh wait a minute, Mr. T also wore a lot of necklaces. So either well, I'm gonna have a gay kid, or they're gonna be Mr. T. There's a line, right? Yeah. Once you cross like fifty or sixty necklaces, <laughs> it becomes extremely macho. Yeah. But until that point. You're still in Liberace town. <laughs> my brother, or my both, brother, right? Like I pity the fool who won't who won't date me. My my brother is desperately hoping, and he's told me this. Yeah. He wants his little boy to grow up and be straight, and he wants his little girl to grow up and be a lesbian. And I said, "Why is that?" And he said, "Because I know men; they're sick. I don't want them touching either one of my kids." Oh, that's the truth. Fair. That's the truth. Uh, as someone said, if you have a uh, if you have a son, you worry about a dick. If you have a daughter, you worry about every dick. All so, the dicks. All the dicks, which I, I, I take to heart. And we joke all the time that like if we ever had a third kid and it was a daughter, that would end up being the gay one, which would take away all the fun gay things we want. Right? <laughs> like all we all we want is for one of my kids to take responsibility for taking my wife to the theater until like until she dies, right? That's what right. we want. And so if we have a gay daughter, that won't happen. You might still get that. And then if I have a gay daughter, it'll be even worse because they'll do the one thing that neither my wife and I enjoy, which is being outdoorsy. <laughs> <laughs> or if like you a lesbian sure. who wants to like go camping. You can't like, know for sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah, camping. This though. is just our fears. I'm not saying this is a, this is definitely going to happen. You can yeah. go to outdoor These theater. Are our fears. There you go. They, they that's have the theater solution. outdoors. Oh, that's like the worst Shakespeare of everything. In the park. Summer that stock. That is the worst yeah, of everything. It's terrible stuff. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm uncomfortable. I have to wear sunscreen and I have to pay attention to Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> no. There's amateur acting and bugs. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, thanks. No, I was thanks. bitten by mosquitoes and this Othello is fooling no one. Yeah. <laughs> we had, uh, at Montclair State, where I went to college, uh, it's the Princeton of New Jersey. Um, uh, it was, uh, it had a beautiful outside amphitheater. Um, and uh, when I was there, uh, they utilized it never. Like uh, only, right. only when actually, like honestly, big like political speeches and stuff. When when politicians wanted to come give speeches, they would they would go to the amphitheater, and it looked amazing, you know, at the Montclair State. But we never did any shows there or anything. And they went back, and it was gone. They put a parking lot. Oh, really? Uh, where the amphitheater was, and I was like, that's so strange. But on the other hand, no one ever used it. It, right. it looked beautiful, but then the actual like, what would be strange is if they just left it and made it a parking lot. <laughs> you just parked in the amphitheater. 
Kind of like that would be strange. It's like the movie Cars, yeah. where the cars are at the stadium, uh-huh. and so like you just pull in. Uh-huh. I, that reminded me when uh, when Will Adamson had a space for a while. They had a he had a warehouse space yeah. that had a garage, and so he was you know before the Art Square Theater, he had this big warehouse space that he wanted to do theater in as well as be able to rehearse like Cirque productions and stuff inside. <coughs> That's what we need. And I told him we he do should need do a warehouse one day. He should do a drive-in theater. Yeah, you know, like everyone should come in with their cars and then <laughs> into the garage. Into the garage, just leave, it running. leave them all running. <laughs> oh, <laughs> then we do 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 plays that take place in London. You know, <laughs> just a double bill of cars. Leaving off. Las Vegas and last tango in Paris. Enjoy. Like, uh, the uh, the most peculiar group suicide took place this weekend. <laughs> the warehouse. Everyone smoked themselves out. Nope. The um, Jonestown Drive-In. Yeah. <laughs> Jonestown Drive-In. Be good stuff. You'd think they would have known going into the Jonestown Drive-In. <laughs> yeah, but they there's a market just, for it. you got to be careful what movie you show, though. Somebody else is inspired point. and they get out. <laughs> Wait, this film is really good. <laughs> Shoot, I want to go on. I don't want to die, but I'm not sure how it ends. i got to find out the end. <laughs> I want to find out how the Force awakens. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody uh, awakens. Not with a cry, but a whimper. <laughs> oh. Boo. Well, it's okay, but um, no Rogue You just one. mentioned Cars. I just saw the uh, the preview for the new Cars movie. They're apparently coming out with a Cars 3 now. Oh, good. I <laughs> believe it is the same plot as Rocky IV. Uh, the Ivan Drago Rocky. Oh, yeah. it's like a Russian car? It, it's like it's, it's like a highly advanced car. They do all of these. They have all these shots in the previews where he's like, do you remember? The, the car's on a treadmill and everything. Who is that car? I, I believe it's Dolph Lundgren. It might be. I would love for it to be Dolph Lundgren. And I was I, I was looking at it because I, I I just saw the stills because I don't watch previews. Uh-huh. I, don't, I know I don't want to get spoiled on stuff, but I was I looked at the still and I, I, I thought saw, it was because of your attention span. No, I saw Lightning McQueen next to this new car, and I'm like, "Who is that new car?" And I looked and looked and looked and looked and looked to try and find any clues. But then I looked really at Lightning McQueen. And I was like, "If you didn't know that that was uh, what's his name? Oh." What is his name? Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah. If you didn't know that was Owen Wilson, you'd never get Owen Wilson from that car. Right. It doesn't read that much Owen Wilson. Unless it's in motion, you get a little hint, but it's really tough. So I was like, uh, who am I even trying to figure out here? Is it Army Hammer? Army Hammer is in the new one. It might be Army Hammer. I don't know. Yeah. I imagine. I don't know. I mean, I'd go with that. When people criticize cars, because my kid watches it a ton, I like, can't stop watching it. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was considered not the greatest Pixar movie when it came out. Cars? Right. Yeah. Cars 2 is the big flop. Cars 2 is awful. Because it was supposed to go to video and then it didn't. And then, so they made there it. There you go. That's the thing. But uh, Oh, like it was supposed to be a direct-to-video? And yeah. And also like, and oh, well, that was the same story with Toys, uh, Toy Story 2. But yeah. that was a turnaround. Lasseter saved and made that arguably better than the first yeah. one. Yeah. And what I always say is that it's a quintessential sports movie. So I can understand why people maybe don't like it. But Cars is just a sports movie. The first one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Army Hammer is playing Jackson Storm. Boy, they got him under contract forever, huh? I guess Army so. Hammer? Loser. Whoa. Jeez, <laughs> shots <laughs> fired. <laughs> wow. Did anybody see Lone Ranger? Oh, uh, no. There yes. you go. Well, Jacob, of course. I don't Did remember anything about Johnny it, Johnny Depp is Tonto. Right. And Army Hammer is the Lone Ranger. Oh, I guess he is, isn't he? Yeah, well, see, there you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. And he's under Disney's thumb. And, and now, so they're like, well, let's we, we can't put him in live action. Let's put him in a cartoon. I can say uh, unequivocally, though, that is my third favorite movie of all time. Get out of here, <laughs> you idiot. It's great. <laughs> I mean, fool. I can't believe the guy is cast into existence of being bound to being in Pixar movies. Sure. I can't believe oh, he's just stuck making money off the most popular movies ever <laughs> made. 
What a fucking dope. I envy it. Believe what a me. Dope. I envy that spot. Um, Celeste, are you, what's the artist? Uh, I'm a caricature artist and a cartoon artist. Cartoon illustrator. Artist. Yeah. Illustrator. She's worked, she's worked on all the Cars movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, not quite, but everybody else in the world has. <laughs> she, sends, she sends Army right. Hammer out for coffee. <laughs> help, her, help her shit out. Yes. So you have an event coming up this weekend. We want to plug. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. With, uh, with actually somebody else, you know, um, uh, F. Andrew Taylor is also going to be... I don't admit to knowing him in public, but yes. Oh, okay. The yes. F stands for fact check, everybody. <laughs> fact check Andy. Fact check Andy from mm-hmm. Geek Shock will be mm-hmm. one of my panelists. Okay. Uh, I've assembled some cartoonists to talk at uh, Logical LA. Logical LA. So this is like a skeptic convention? It is a skeptic in Los convention Angeles. In, in Southern California. In Los Angeles, it's going to be at the Hyatt, um, which used to be the concourse, but the, the Hyatt by the airport um, in LA. And they've assembled a number of skeptics to talk about relevant things and... I don't know with the with the political climate and with the way that fake news is everywhere. America either needs to have a resurgence of people being interested in critical thinking and evidence and fact checking, or <laughs> or we're in big trouble. Uh, it seems like it's it seems like it's distinctly both. I feel like I well I'm 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 increasingly concerned. What is that solution? And I I mean this is probably going to be a panel. But you know you've got all this fake news explosion across yeah. the but internet. Here's the thing about how do you fact check it? Here's the thing about fake news is that the, the, a lot of people putting out fake news don't think they're putting out fake news. Well, that's just it. I'm not. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. what's the source that says no? That's not true. Right. Because so much of it is opinion based now. Right. You, you guys need to come to the conference. It's this. It's this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm, I'm busy, but. Um... Oh, okay. <laughs> Reading uh, fake news. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly, I, I have to be in a bunker because yeah. uh, I heard about the weather. It's going to happen this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's going to rain cats and dogs. Uh, uh, and I hate cats. But um, uh, no, honestly, I wish I could go. In fact, when when uh, Andy told me about it, I was like, oh, shoot, I, I wish I could be involved next year. Uh, Paul and I would love to do something like this. But uh, yeah. so your panel is just strictly addressing uh, car- or car- cartoons, illustrations? Yeah, and, and you might think, well, what the hell do cartoons have to do with skepticism? I but, don't think that. Oh, you don't think? Oh, okay. Wait well. a, don't project your thoughts on me. <laughs> oh, okay. Matt thinks that. <laughs> I do think that. Matt thinks that. Um, well, cartoonists have have a long and storied history of communicating things to the public. Absolutely. And boiling things down to a, a very easily understood image that can be reproduced very easily. I mean, these days you don't so much cut it out of the funny papers and put it in your cubicle. Mm. You hit share and you send it all over Facebook sure. and Instagram and everything else. And I, I don't know for every article that comes down your Facebook feed. Yeah. How many do you actually read? Probably very few. Very, yeah. I'd say like 10%. Yeah. If a cartoon pops up on your feed, how many times do you read that? Uh, 10 times out of 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, w- Wally Wood once said of the old Nancy comic strip, he said, by the time you have decided you don't want to read it, you have. Right. Mm. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cartoons, can't, if used properly, because there's been a lot of misuse of cartoons over the history of time, just mm-hmm. caricatures of evil Japanese, you know, soldiers yeah. in the World War II. And there's been a lot of propaganda, mm-hmm. but you can use those same tricks and manipulation techniques right and good design i mean advertisers use good design all the time to trick you into liking something like cars too and (laughs) (laughs) and 
and you don't really think about it, but mm. it influences you. Yes. And cartoonists can do the same thing if you use your powers for good. Yeah. Okay. And we can turn that towards critical thinking and, uh, you know, and helping people get a sense of things, even in their Facebook feed, if it takes them five seconds in morning traffic. Well, well not traffic because you don't want me checking. If there's Facebook two people who like looking at pictures over reading, it's Paul and I. So <laughs> we're I'm with you. Definitely, I definitely read more comics than I do actual books. Yeah. But I still, I think comic books are actual books. I think comic books are more valid than actual books in a lot of ways because of the sequential art form itself being so ancient and so direct. You know what I mean? Like this is the way we communicated before we had language in a lot of ways. So I feel like for me, I've never understood why comics have not been the primary source for reading education at the basic level. Because combining image with dialogue, to me, can only increase comprehension. It absolutely does. It I just, know. Yeah. I, I, you know, before I was a cartoonist full-time, I actually got a degree in writing and psychology, and I mm-hmm. worked at the Johns Hopkins University Press for like eight years, and I edited a book called Comic Book Nation. And you should read it if, if you're interested in the history of comics. How many pictures are in the book? Quite a few. Good. <laughs> Quite oh, a good. few, yeah. Good. Paul's uh, in that. But mm-hmm. they go into the whole history of EC and the the the, the comics board and the, the mm-hmm. um, all, all the problems in the, the code that came yeah, up. Yeah, the code and the McCarthyism days where yes. everybody was like thrown up against a wall yeah. and oh you're, you're But for good reason. Yeah, it, no. <laughs> what? You're you you Yeah, comics are, are ruining the seduction the generation. of the innocent, yes. yes. I read this article on Breitbart which told me <laughs> that we we snuffed out communism in the fifties. Through it, through banning comic books, yeah, right. Yeah. You got it. We got, got it. All, we got rid of all those pinkos, and now we're making real movies again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, uh, who's on your panel? Uh, I have got uh, Lee Moyer, a okay. fantastic designer and illustrator. Uh-huh. Um, I have got F. Andrew Taylor, who recently was given an award for best editorial cartoon uh, in all the Nevada publications. Which one was for that? Which one was that? Uh, the, um, he, it was a New Year's. Uh, oh, I love that one. We actually yeah, said that on a New our, Year's um, comic. Co- it's, a, it's up on our. Uh, it's up on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that one. And uh, Tom. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a big, uh, hairy old angry dude wearing a banner that says 2016, walking away from like a uh, like like a, like an action movie, walking away from an explosion, next to a, a baby. Baby New Year. Oh, yeah. In yeah. 2017. He says, like, uh, good luck or something yeah, like that. Yeah, try and top that kid. Yeah, yeah, try and top that kid. So it was like, it's a really good comic. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It says yeah. everything in one panel, and you've already read it before you have a you've chance co- to You've think comprehended about it. it before you even mean to. And, yeah. And it, it also kind of gets you on a different... Oh, and sorry, my other panelists. There's going to be four of us. Okay. Uh, me and Andy and Lee. And who, who's, a, who's a kick? Lee, Lee has so many interesting concepts about what fantasy comics can mean. And he, he blew my mind when I saw him at a at a panel uh, uh, at Bubonicon in New Mexico. And mm. so then I I talked to him and we became So what's friends. Bubonicon? Uh, oh, it was like a horror fantasy type uh, uh, convention. Oh, so Paul, I told you it wasn't a plague. It wasn't a plague convention. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think everybody there kind of got the plague as happens at cons. Oh. So, yeah. You get the con. Con funk, yeah. man. Con crud. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Crud. It's a <coughs> idiots like Matt I go to yeah. con, go yeah. to conventions yeah. when they shouldn't, 
and everybody <laughs> every thousandth person ends up yeah no no it's it's bad you yeah. can get really sick if you go to a convention yeah. without a lot of uh, preparation yeah. even with a lot of preparation yeah oh my fourth planet panelist I'm doing a disservice if I don't mention Tom of course Ch- Professor Tom Chalkley okay he has been teaching uh, comics and sequential art to undergraduates at Johns Hopkins for the past 25 years whoa and he's been published in the New Yorker and and as as he calls it he goes and in my youth I drew a lot of propaganda <laughs> whoa uh, and so he's he they're all good talkers. I'm a good talker. At least I think I am. And I think it should be. That's what you tell yourself when you're talking to yourself. <laughs> yes. And then I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh, yeah. And so we should have a lively panel. There's even some things that we di- we disagree on. So, you know, we might have some uh, throwdowns. We'll mm. see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Is there going to be a Jack Chick memorial panel this oh, year? Oh, we are so bringing up Jack Chick. You have no idea. Yeah. Oh. oh, the Chick Tracks guy. Yes, sir. The yeah. Chick Tracks guy. He the, just died. The, the man who launched a thousand, well, not even a thousand, millions and millions and millions of things that end up on the floor of a bus terminal. Mm-hmm. And you pick up and, you, well, me, I always picked them up as a kid and kind of giggled through them. But a lot of people yeah. took them, take uh, them very don't, seriously. You don't even know. I, mean, I, I grew up in the in, down in the Bible Belt in Louisiana. And I mean, I was handed those things by fellow students. Oh yeah. I mean, people, you know, the churches would give them out. And was was there a house that gave them out for trick or treating? Because that was the. Oh best. yes, yeah. that, that, oh. there were lots of those. <laughs> lots know, of those. The candy will just rot your teeth. This yeah. will feed your mind. Uh-huh. Here you go. It, it was never. Rot your I don't soul. remember. I don't remember anyone ever giving us those in lieu of candy. I was. Oh. I, I remember people giving with them to candy. us like with, along with candy. Like here, and, and they were usually yeah. yeah. And and these were they were smart because they would use uh, 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 the ones that I remember would be a full size candy bar and a chick trap. <laughs> so it's like here's your full size bag of M and M's and and a little pamphlet too. I was like, I, I'm in. Where do I sign up? So uh, Celeste, who are you looking forward to seeing at this this, at this time? Oh well, there's a couple of people that are going to be speaking that are kind of uh, definitely my heroes. <clears throat> oh Jesus! I've been sitting next to you for ten seconds. Oh, I've caught you Matt. caught something. <laughs> You're welcome. Doesn't take long. <laughs> um, well, Elizabeth Loftus is going to be there. She is a memory expert and has done some amazing things, showing how you can really just implant false memories in people. Ooh, wow! And uh, hopefully, she'll be there if she doesn't forget. We've got uh, Dan Barker and Eugenie Scott. Uh, Eugenie Scott, uh, you guys, uh, she's a hero of mine. She she's single-handedly responsible. Well, not single-handedly. She has a great team of people. Uh, in getting uh, creationism out of schools and keeping evolution in mm. uh, the National Association for Science Education. Uh, she just recently retired from there. But um, Joe Nickel, who's a paranormal investigator, Sean Carroll, Dan Barker, uh, Don Prothero, uh, Angie Matkey, who's a friend of mine and is amazing. She's so fun to listen to. She's an ER doctor, and she's she does some great talks dispelling uh, health uh, woo Okay. Myths about, you know, uh, uh, what can keep you healthy and what can, you know, uh, what can cure various things that that can't. Homeopathy, you guys, yeah. Basically, Dr. Oz. Yeah. Everything Dr. Oz is talking about this week. (laughs) Yeah. I want to do a cartoon explaining homeopathy because every time I run into somebody who, well, a civilian, somebody who's not in the skeptic community, somebody who's not in my main group of friends, like a hairdresser or a mechanic or somebody you run into, just ask them, oh, I'm coming down with something. Oh, I've got this homeopathic remedy. Do you know what homeopathy is? I would love for someone to explain it to me in cartoon form. Yeah, and it's yeah. dishwashing. It's dishwashing. Mm-hmm. And half oh, the time, well, I believe in that. What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> well, yeah. ha- I wash my dishes. So yeah, what I, mean, I have clean dishes. Half the time, they think the word homeopathic means 
natural and gentle and it's not you know it doesn't really of course it's natural and gentle because there's nothing in it right (laughs) it's just water they take a glass they put like some lemon juice or some kind of onion powder or something at the you know in the glass yeah and there's actually numbers on the back of the homeopathic packages that tell you how many times they've filled up that container of water and dumped it out and filled it up and dumped it out and filled it up and dumped it out and it's like 20 sometimes 50 times and they do this with water to dilute the 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 tincture, the 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 substance that's supposed to have an effect. Okay. So number one, there's there's no evidence that the substance itself has an effect. Right. A little bit of duck liver is not going to cure what they say it's going to cure. But even it hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically, if that you know pate was going to cure something, they've long since washed it out by dilute by pouring water in it over and over and over again and rinsing it and rinsing it. I have to say, I do, and then they put that in a pill. They put that last glass of water I into a pill. I do swear Ooh. by tiger penis for my healthy hair. <laughs> I for your healthy hair. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing. Ooh, I mean, when was last time your hair had a cold? Right. See exactly. And, and I thought his tiger... hair smelled a little bit of tiger penis. Yeah, you yeah. got it. You That's got it. it. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're welcome. And never been to the doctor for that hair. No. No, no, no. So who's Paul's, winning? Paul's secret is he doesn't dilute it. He gets it straight from the tiger. <laughs> from the I, tiger. Have, I have a tiger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that tiger just rubs his penis on Paul's hair. Yeah. <laughs> that's, He's that's a very amazing. friendly tiger. Mm-hmm. I think dilute, but no, not Paul. No, no, no. He hates water, as do most cats. You know, Siegfried and Roy have gorgeous hair. <laughs> Tigers actually they love water. You. Absolutely gorgeous hair. I, I, hate, I hate to <laughs> burst true. your bubble. Hate to burst your bubble, but guys, tiger penis works for hair. Tiger penis. (laughs) It works for hair. (laughs) And that's a, and Paul thought he was actually reading uh, a homeopathy. (laughs) Homeopathy. What's the word? Homeopathy. Homeopathy. Instead, he was reading Homo Panther. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I'm definitely a homeopath. He was one of the Thundercats, right? I remember him. He was. I know. You have to pass this trial. (laughs) I'm a, Homo Panther. He had like 49 want, necklaces, mm-hmm. not 50, but 49. I'm almost there, but not quite. <laughs> Lionel, look at the color of your skin underneath your fingernails. You need some of these pills. <laughs> Why don't you come over to my room later tonight? I'll use my panther dick. <laughs> Do a <What>? cleanse. <laughs> it'll burn some sage. It'll be a great time. I got a little wine. Now, burning sage works. <laughs> it gets rid of poltergeists. Well, I hear it does get rid of the poltergeists. The sage sure burns. No, that's that's all I meant. The, the sage is flammable. It catches fire. <laughs> yeah, and, and it does give out some smoke. That's sure, sure. Mm-hmm. that smoke smells. Yeah, uh, like burned sage. That is some sage-like advice. Yep. Um. So, listening to you talk about this, are you particularly motivated after the election? To kind of like, it sounds like you want to kind of like want to fight fire with fire. Well, cartoonists always want to fight fire with fire. Okay. <laughs> um, it, 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 many of my friends on Facebook are cartoonists. And so right after the election, people were like, okay, there's one thing we have to all agree on here. Every, In fact, one of my friends started drawing Trump every single day. And Kevin Callagher from the Baltimore Sun has been putting out some amazing Trump cartoons uh, I have referred to him as a hand grenade. And right after I talked about him as a hand grenade, you know, <laughs> to my friends, other mm-hmm. people have the same ideas. Right. Cal came out with this brilliant cartoon of Trump as a hand grenade. Because <laughs> I, I said, the people I know who voted for him, they didn't vote for him because he was such an elegant statesman. 
they were frustrated. That was just a bonus. Yeah, they were frustrated with the government. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were frustrated with the government and they voted for a hand grenade more than a candidate. They just mm-hmm. wanted right. to see things just rah, yeah. go crazy and just. Abject protest yeah. without thought of consideration yeah. or consequence. Blow up the swamp uh-huh. so much uh, <laughs> more than drain the swamp. But right. uh, but yeah, we, we definitely want to fight fire with fire. and uh, But also not just call people stupid. People are not people don't buy into these things like homeopathy and everything else and anti-science and fake news. They don't buy into it because they're stupid. Critical thinking and intelligence are two different sets. Mm. You need to be, you need to be trained in critical thinking. I I look at some stuff where I'm like, Oh, I didn't even think of that. Like 10 years ago, I would have fallen for this. And it's not that my IQ was lower 10 years ago. It's that I hadn't talked to the right people and learned the right skill set and figured out the right triggers. Like, like, if you're a fireman, you can walk into a house and you can see all the fire hazards in the house. Sure. Because you've been trained to. That doesn't mean you're smarter than the guy who's a tree trimmer or a plumber. Right. It just means you've been trained to look for the fire hazards. And when you get trained in critical thinking and you get trained in like looking for the the, the, the red flags in media, you can see these things. They're like fire hazards. And, you know, somebody will show me, hey, well, I saw this story, blah, blah, blah. And my husband even showed, he's like, I saw this documentary about this cancer doctor that's being, you know, held down by the, by the medical association. And I watched it and I'm like, okay, well, let's go through this. Here's like, here's a red flag. Here's a red flag. Right. Here's a red flag. Mm-hmm. And then of course, Google, oh, hey, here's a cancer doctor who's pointed out everything wrong with that documentary. And once you read through that, you're like, oh, this is clear as day. Right. Yeah. But right. You, yeah. But it's not just a bunch of this, this, this con is not going to be just a bunch of people going, we're smarter than everybody else is going to be. It's it's actually a really fun group of people, and yeah. and I and I probably should have mentioned this right off the bat, but you you guys know Margaret Downey. Mm-hmm. Margaret Downey is one of the most hilarious, wonderful people in the world. Oh, nice. <laughs> she's she's everybody's favorite atheist, mm-hmm. and she right. is she has uh, for years now she has put together a frigatrisca frigatrisca decaphobia treatment center. <laughs> and every, if you say it loud enough, it really it goes just. <laughs> and it's happening Friday the thirteenth. She throws this Friday the thirteenth party, and Frigga Triga decaphobia is the fear. easy for you to say. Uh, hey, no. uh, I think I've just proved that wrong. Um, it's uh, it's fear of Friday the thirteenth. Mm, so okay. she kind of creates a party out of it. It's an anti superstition party, and the, you know it's going to be dancing and leprechauns and you know walking under ladders and umbrella dances and all sorts of oh stuff. fun and and yeah she, she raffles off the uh raffles off the honor of breaking a mirror at the end of the party and oh, nice. you know, there's there's alcohol and fun people and i'm in comedy and all sorts of other stuff and, you just heard alcohol right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh my gosh i had one drink at these last things and see there's a there's a misfortune teller that walks around and <laughs> gives you your misfortune and she's also selling these drinks like love potion number nine or something and i had one Oh my God! <laughs> skeptics don't mess around when it comes to their booze. No, no, no skeptics. Skeptics can can drink a little because <laughs> they take all the bullshit out, right? <laughs> this it's, is just booze. It's not just filtered. Booze. It's one hundred and ninety thousand proof. If you want to get drunk? This is what this is what it does. There will not be any homeopathic booze no, no, no. At, at, at this event. Um, no, no onion powder martinis. I'm, I'm back out. Yeah. Oh, and I'll be I'll be drawing some caricatures there, and and Andy might take over the chair for a while too. But you know, just you know, sit down, and we'll draw a funny picture of you. You'll drink a drink from. Uh... Where do people see your stuff? 
Uh, my stuff, well, I've got a website, twoheadstudios.com. Twoheadstudios.com. Yeah, w- and I do a, a Is little, it the number two or a spell out two? It's actually numeral two. Num- Good. Numeral two, H-E-A-D-S-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Uh, I run, uh, I, I do a lot of caricatures here in Vegas. I just finished working Comdex. Oh my God, that is such, is that signed, oh, that ages me, not Comdex, CES. <laughs> I, I was oh, about that, to say. That wow. ages me, wow. That is not the same thing. I'm so used to saying, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> That's how much it has mentally taxed me. I'm right. going back like 15 years now. Yeah. yeah. But CES is just murder for people who do live caricature work because mm-hmm. we end up working digitally, uh, which I do, you know, from time to time. And, um, Oh, I got hired by a company to demonstrate some tablets and they just work you like nine hours every day. You got to get up at like the crack of dawn just to get there because there's 80,000 people trying to get there. And the crazy thing about CES is they tell you everything's going to work. It never, it never works. Wi-Fi, out. Wi-Fi just gets obliterated. I saw a thing for like yeah. smart belt buckles. Yeah, <laughs> they like help try to count your calorie is intake. That the big thing. There's just it was actually one person just decided to put like the future is here. It was a sarcastic Twitter feed of all the lamest <laughs> things at CES, and one of them was a smart belt buckle. Those belt buckles might be smart, but that doesn't mean they understand critical thinking. That's true. It's true. You have to try one critically thinking belt buckle that looks yeah. at me and says, "Ah, oh, well." Tuesday will be better. Yeah. Don't don't it's all right. Don't share that link. Yeah, don't share that. <laughs> don't share that link. Don't share that. Don't press send. <laughs> don't press send. Um, all right. Well, Celestia, thanks you so much for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. It was plug the plug the uh, yeah, the, the event Logica- one more time. Yeah, check it out. It's Logical L A L O G I C A L L A dot com. Logicala. It looks like it's just Logicala. Yeah. Dot com. And uh, come and join us. It's uh, there's still time to get in. And what's and, the dates? Uh, it is this weekend, Friday the thirteenth okay. through Sunday the fifteenth at the in Los Angeles at the Hyatt. And what day nice. is your panel? Uh, my panel is on Saturday. Saturday, what time? Uh, you know, <coughs> I have to double check that. I think Who I'm cares? In, in the afternoon. I'm in the, I'm in the sometime afternoon. that day. All right. Yeah. You so should Saturday. show up that morning and just stay until you just, see the panel. Yeah, if you pay for if you pay to get in for the day, see everybody. So yeah. there you go, LA scoops. You got a cool event coming up this weekend to go check out. And the best part town. is they're going to have all these smart belt buckles everywhere, just giving them away. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're homeopathic belt buckles. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. I want so, a critical uh, thinking belt buckle. Yeah. <laughs> keeping <laughs> keeping up your pants and critical thinking are two different skills. What happens skill is if, you, if you go to bed with this belt buckle on your head, you wake up knowing what kind of pants you should wear the next day. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> oh wait, I'm in. And it's if you can't easy. if you can't go to the whole con, come to the Frigatriska Decaphobia party right. the right. night before. And you'll you'll have a wonderful experience. It's a one drink minimum and a one drink maximum. Yeah. So make sure you check that out. <laughs> Eat something before you get there. Yeah. Bread up. Bread. Yeah. Bread <laughs> up. Have some toast. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you, Celeste. All right. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. Oh man, I I did something uh, at the end of the bucket show. It felt so refreshing. And yeah. Like amazing. Enema. Like a. Uh, Better than an enema. Oh, but as What's powerful. Better than an enema? So not just your regular post bucket show enema. I don't believe you. Nothing's no. better than an enema. Okay. Well, this is. It felt like it was right up there. Okay. Uh, I did it right in front of people too, so I felt a little weird. Oh. I did it in front of like three or four scoops. Yeah. I unsubscribed from Radiolab. <laughs> Freedom. Oh, I felt so Freedom. good. You enema your podcast feed. Freedom. I was wondering if I, I wonder if I was gonna if I was gonna feel any remorse or anything. None. None at all. <laughs> Oh, it felt so good to get it off my fucking page. Are they going to stop, basically? They're I, done, right? Some could argue they have. <laughs> this actually explains the email that I got from Radio Lab earlier today asking oh, me to ask boy. you for money. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that does explain it. I, uh, you know, whatever, Jad album, Jad album, Rod? 
Yeah. Jad Abumrod, you got to put me on. Jad Abumrod, you got to put me on. This is unfair of me to say, but I'm only going off of what I've gathered from the information I've gotten from the podcasts. Okay. I believe basically his like family was going to leave him unless he like chilled out. That's basically what it sounds oh. like. It sounds like he basically is like, okay, like he's halfway through more perfect and he was into a new season of Radio Lab and all of a sudden he said, hey, I'm not going to be around for a while. Yeah. Uh, I got to spend some time with my family. Oh, shit. And, uh, but we're still going to be putting out stuff. And half of that was true. Uh, <laughs> he's like, he's not around. Yeah. And the thing is, what I don't get is like, if Jad Abumrod came out and just said like, listen, I can't, like, I'm, I'm burned out. I years and years of launching everything. What else does he do? Uh, has he got a full time gig as well? Does he work for NPR or something? I'm sure he does. Has, I think, has he, I think kind so. Of, yeah, right, I sure. imagine he does other stuff over the NPR. Yeah, that's a hassle. I know. No, I, you know it's it's also the thing. Like, work, radio, radio Lab became huge, huge, yeah. huge, huge. It was it was it was mm-hmm. a, it was a popular little thing for a while. Then all of a sudden, it became like a very popular thing in the podcast right. movement. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, he was doing live stuff and and everything else. And so, I imagine it's hard sometimes to ride out all the success to feel like you're constantly obligated. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll find out eventually. <laughs> Yes. Uh, what that's like. Two uh, weeks. <laughs> two weeks we're going to start. Two weeks. Boom. Actually, we have taken the first uh, steps towards... towards uh, uh, Internet dominance? Well, uh, we start training a new understudy for, for Paul this week. Oh, it's true. And this was something that I... People, you know, honestly, people were Fifty Shades. My producers and my resident director were wondering why I thought our top priority had to be getting a new understudy for for Paul. Yeah. Considering that I am the understudy for Paul. Right. And the reason why is because I want to do Hey Scoops. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to travel with this show. Mm-hmm. Right. And so everyone was like, we can't do that. So I was like going to 2017. First priority to me is getting uh, 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 Brent uh, fired well, up. Not to mention. All right, Brent. Not to mention. Brent Mukai, everybody. Yeah. You, you're you doing double duty. Yeah. And it's just a lot. It's a lot. need <coughs> an understudy. Well, I mean, for me, you know, is, is the backstage person. I don't like the idea of having to bring in a stage, uh, a sub stage manager, just because Paul is out. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean th- that that bothers me. But we will. Uh, <laughs> no, and that's what we've done, and it is weird. It's also weird for me. Like when I'm on, I still like I'm looking around to make sure things are sure. set up, and like you just can't fully clock in as a as an actor right. when you're yeah. in charge of other stuff. No, that's, it just doesn't that's work hard. That way. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 more than fine with with mm-hmm. with the the, the deal. Uh, uh, I've played Christian Grey enough. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so that's happening. We're, we're going to have Paul's understudy right up when you, so we can finally start following through on our plans to do Scoop Fest in other locations. Yes. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I listened to one Scoop. I wish I remembered his name, but I'm a terrible person who basically said, hey, you know what? I, I unsubscribed from Radio Lab and I took up this podcast called Undone. Okay. And uh, I immediately subscribed, and I loved it. Hmm. Undone. Loved it. Undone, yeah. From Gimlet. That's a really cool... Uh, Gimlet is a really cool collection of podcasts. Yeah. They have Reply All. They have... Um, I've, 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 I've looked at a couple of Gimlet one. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just good. They're, they they seem to have a good head on like what they want to do with okay. their podcast. So I like them. I wish we fit their deal, but we don't. Yeah. As we don't do... We're not story-driven. Jeff Roth turned me on to... Uh, Talking Simpsons from Laser Time, uh-huh. the Laser Time collection. Oh, and nice! That's fun. They're going through every Simpsons episode in the 
you know, just this one was like uh, what? So they're just doing what Paul has already done. Basically, I mean, I'm reliving. They're I mean, just recording it. I'm, well, they talk about it. They talk about all the little instances and things that happened in the guest stars and the who wrote There's, it. There's Paul. Have you given the possibility that they make this podcast just for you? That they just it's, want you to be a subscriber, and that's that's a fully satisfying it's endeavor. Definitely, for them? completely of and in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say quickly. Listen to two episodes. One was about. Uh, Greenpeace uh, taking on uh, Russian whalers and then what happened Ooh. to that organization after that and how like one became like a, 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 a even more militant whale say, fighter and the other oh. one became like a, a, a climate oh, change denier. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like a famous guy. It's, like, it's amazing. It was a great mm. breakdown of this one group that was on a boat I'm all years ago and like, what happened. One and then, crew split. Yeah. Mm. I'm, and, I'm subscribing now. And the other one was about uh, this town in Michigan where this guy, uh, I guess... Uh, after basically ends up being on a terrorist watch list after he was uh, given political asylum by our country mm. and the town um, rallies to pay all of his legal fees and stuff to try to keep him as a, a he has a little restaurant in Michigan and they, the town pays his expenses to uh, his all of his legal fees and stuff as he fought to try to stay in the country hmm. and 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 you, it questions whether or not this guy is is it did actually leave the country to become a terrorist or not right hmm. so I was huh. like great I was like, I'm in. This is yeah. all I want from Radio Lab, and I just want cool <laughs> stories. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're at that point, right? Yeah. Where enough people have heard Radio Lab and go, I get it. And, you know, <laughs> exactly. and they go and make their Radio Lab. Find yeah. something cool. Yeah. Go with that. Yeah. Cool story. Yeah. Break it down. Did you listen to before and you unsubs- put some pops and clicks in there? Before yeah. you unsubscribe, did buzz you listen, it up a little. Did bit. you listen to the last Radio Lab? No, because the they asked for money. Lose lose. They they asked for money for the first five minutes of lose lose and so I didn't listen to the episode. Yeah, yeah. I fast forwarded through that part. I guess they did lose lose. They did. They lost me as a subscriber. Yeah, I was so mad. I literally threw my phone in my car. Yeah, <laughs> I just was like, "Top, stop asking me for money." Yeah, yeah. I fast forwarded through that part, but then the story itself was pretty interesting. It was all what about. Was it? it was all about. I'll never listen. So tell me about. Yeah, it, it, was, it was all about uh, two uh, Olympic badminton teams. Ah, uh, that were uh, the winner of this. Uh, the winner of this particular match. Had to go on to fa- it was a Chinese and a Korean team that were that were playing against each other. Boy, don't you feel fucking sad now? You missed the badminton episode. Yep. <coughs> I missed the badass badminton you episode. Picked the wrong time to leave. Oh man, Lucille. I got subscribed before the badminton episode. And uh, the uh, the winner had to go on to face the number one team in the world, and so both uh, both teams were playing to lose. Oh, interesting. both teams were trying to hit the shuttlecock out of bounds, and and they were and like the teams were diving to to save the shuttlecock from going out of bounds from the other team. They were doing all this stuff, and ended up with both teams being disqualified and sent home from the Olympics. Uh, wow! Yeah, because they, they played against the the spirit of the game. That is the definition of that. Yes, yes. that's <laughs> hilarious, Paul. I think you're in on this story, right? I'm in, man. Yeah, that if, sounds hilarious. If you if and then they. I, that's the same kind of situation that's going on right now in the NFL, right? Yeah. Like, there's there's a chance that you have to... Well, the Steelers yes. had that situation. And they're like, well, fuck it. We'll just, you know, put up whatever. Put up whatever left left team because we're in. But oh, like, yeah, yeah. Well, who was... Oh, yeah, at the end of the season, that, that always happens. Who was the team... There was recently a situation with this where you Well, had everyone to, was laughing because the Giants tried in their last week of playing football. Yeah. That the Giants were in, they couldn't move the dial at all. The yeah. only thing they could do was eliminate the team they were playing from the playoffs. Who yeah. was it? Was it? And they hate the and what? they hate the Redskins. Was they it hate the, the Browns? The not the Browns. Are you talking about losers? Because then yes, yes, because <laughs> because well, there was one team. No, I guess I guess it was a situation with the Steelers. Who did they play last week? The very last week, or are you talking the, about the two playoffs? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Oh, uh, I think I, I think it was the Browns. Right, I think so, and I think. 
what I understood was, like, for a little while there, the Browns were winning. Right. Right. And a lot of Browns fans were like, wait a minute. No, assholes. Yeah. The season's done. Next year, you're gonna you're about to throw away a high level pick. Yeah, we want a draft about, pick. Yeah, because of your yeah. So they so you know what I mean. I like think if they like, had won, then San Francisco would have gotten the number exactly, one pick. Exactly, exactly. So they were like, "Don't play like this, assholes." Yeah, yeah. You lost your season. Next year is next year. In the NBA, it's become way too commonplace. Oh. You either it's like it's just the secrets out. So you either want to get in the playoffs and try to win, mm-hmm. or you want to try to lose to get the best draft pick. Right, mm-hmm. and and teams are making that decision. Earlier and earlier every year, there are, there are at least three teams that have already made that decision in the NBA this year, right? And the thing is, like, well, because the 76ers decided to do that for years in advance, which right. is insane. The 76ers decided to do it in the preseason this year because back in the day, it used to, it used to be controversial, <laughs> they're just losing, yeah, yeah, oh, they're terrible, but now, no, now they might turn it around because Joel Embiid, uh, <laughs> that's true. Did you hear this? Yeah, he wants to, he wants to try to make the playoffs because yeah. they're only eight games out, because why not? And they're like, they're like, we're not gonna, you know, how much more we're we gonna do? Did and you so, see that uh, uh, on Monday night, Derek Rose? It, it was the the game was was uh, directed in direct competition with college football pl- uh, national championship, so yeah. nobody watched this game. But Pelicans Knicks, yeah, Derek Rose just didn't show up. No, th- not there. No call, no show. And then and then the press conference was called by his coach. By the time this airs, is probably all yeah, figured yeah. out. But. It, time, it's figured at, out today. At the time of recording, they still didn't say why. Yeah. He, he said it. he had a family issue and he didn't want to pick up the phone. He, he just went straight to the family issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that's not a huge... Descri- a huge. Uh, that, that still leaves a little in the dark yeah. for me. And also, like, you, you're paid $20 also, million, dollars, pick up the phone. Also send a text. Yeah, that's all we're saying. Yeah. Because, like, during the game, there were reports from the Knicks that, yeah. that were like, we don't know where he is. Nope. We have no idea where he is. And the Knicks got blown out died? that game. Was is it that? possible that he died? Uh, and that, like, they found a lookalike to play for him for the rest of the season? Yeah. Like like, like with uh, Paul McCartney? I'm writing the, the spec script on that. Yeah. It's, called, it's called Double Dribble. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Every Rose Has Its Thorn. I was going to say, A Rose by Any Other Name. <laughs> a Rose by Any Other Name. Oh, yes. It's called I'm Rose, bud. <laughs> and his substitutes a white guy. <laughs> it's a Canadian guy. Canadian white guy. Shitty, shitty uh, makeup. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, my god! It's like Soul Man. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That'd be the worst. He rubs up on people in the game. His shit starts coming off. Makeup on everybody. <laughs> on um, there are a lot of. Uh, <laughs> it so is like. It is. There are a lot of Knicks fans that would be okay with that, actually. Oh. Exactly. Like anyone but the actual Derrick Rose. Yeah. They did not get what they thought they were going to get. Well, here's the thing. He was a risk. And they, well, you can talk to some Knicks fans who um, think they did get, but they, here's the thing. Derrick Rose is, uh, it's just, it's just the fourth quarter. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like Derrick Rose puts up stats. You want a third score on the team. He's, he's incredibly dependable point mm-hmm. guard. Uh, he does. He's smart. He, he knows the game. He knows the game, but he thinks it's him time in the fourth quarter. He has Carmelo Anthony and Christoph Porzingis on his team. Yeah, and he doesn't get them the ball in the Pat, fourth quarter. And also Porzingis' uh, current best nickname in the NBA, Zinger, the Zinger, the Zinger. Yeah, I would say like uh, just as a basketball fit, I think that just czar of our basketball should trade Porzingis and Demarcus Cousins. Oh yeah, because uh, Porzingis needs to be on a team without selfish players and like a, a developing team because he's yeah. going to be a superstar. Uh, having Rose and Carmelo Anthony on his team, not helping him at all. No. 
DeMarcus is, Cousins would fit in with that. The cultural fit of DeMarcus Cousins <laughs> playing with Derrick Rose and Carmelo Anthony is insane. That team might actually implode. Yeah, and, and like they would just <laughs> they as would likely be... like tip a bus <laughs> as they would win a basketball game. Did Dolly Madison get on this zinger guy? Because <laughs> like that's that is done. Do they yeah. throw zingers out on the field yet? Uh, you mean the, the field. court? Whatever. Jesus, man, I. I they, hate sports. They do it during intermission. Sports are so dumb. <laughs> Occasionally, people show up during rehearsals and do it. <laughs> basketball rehearsal. Well, you know, oh, good basketball rehearsal. When they're just wearing their practice wardrobe. Uh, sure. Uh, are we in full wardrobe tonight? <laughs> yes. Can I get a dresser? Uh, oh, that was the the wardrobe thing. Is funny. Chris Sale, who got traded yeah. uh, to the Red Sox. Uh, yes. Uh, baseball player. He's the one who cut up the uniform they didn't like because he yeah. wanted to pitch in it. And I was like, "That's wardrobe right there." Like, right. The, 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 then they cut him from that game, which I thought was so funny. Yeah. I was like, "It's just a shirt." Right. Like, but like, was that the was it the not Astros? to him? It was the uh, no. It was the White Sox? Wasn't was it? That it? I don't remember who he played. And they had a collar. They had a big collar on. Yeah. it. Yeah, it was a throwback uniform that had a huge so this, collar on it. This guy did not like the 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 jersey that he had been given to to play in that day. He said, these are ugly. I'm not going to play in them. So he took a pair of scissors to it and sliced it all up. I think that's completely fair. Um, so do I, actually. <laughs> the truth is, I'm totally on his side on this. <laughs> the team disagreed. I don't think that's fair. I think it's dumb. But also, you can... Well, I don't know. I just sports, man. Sports gets on my last nerve. I'm so sick of, of players not being able to wear fun shoes or celebrate in an end zone or have any kind of fun. Yeah. They don't want players to have any fun. They're turning them all into dumb robots. I don't like it. And the reason why is for old white dudes. Yeah. It's the truth. That's the only you leave reason. leave me out of this. <laughs> it's, 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 that it's the only reason. Oh, he's having fun. Old white men. Don't want to see people have fun. No, it sits deeper than that. Well, exactly. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's a certain type of people that old white men do not like seeing have fun. Agreed. There's a certain type of people that, that Young makes black old, men. There's yes. a certain type of people that make old white men nervous when they start having fun. Yes. Yes. And it's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. It's horrendous. They're getting paid millions of dollars. Why they shouldn't be doing blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, anyhow. Did you say meow? Sports yeah. elitist. I, oh, I said I say old white men. I meant old white cats. <laughs> Old white cats. Um, They're made. They are also made nor- nervous by large young black men. Homo panther. Uh, speaking of colorblindness and animals, let's get into some scoop mail. Fuck uh-huh. yeah! <laughs> Message for you, son. From Robert the Mississcoopian. Hey guys, I am in need of some questionable advice. Well, you came to the right place, oh, Robert. Good. That's that's to be the name of the segment. <laughs> questionable, questionable advice. advice. Uh, I've been in therapy. In fact, let's just give a plug for it right now. If you want questionable advice from the three nincompoops, <laughs> go to admin at mattandmanny.com or fill out an email at hayscoops.com. And we just redid the uh, homepage of uh, hayscoops.com. Quite uh, snazzy. It look, it's looking good. Hojack yeah. did a great fucking job on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I've been in therapy and on medication for depression and, and anxiety Hooray! for 14 years. All in right. that time, I've learned a lot about what triggers my anxiety and how to cope with it. For most things, I'm capable of managing my anxiety. When I can't handle something so well, I have a therapist to help me. Perfect. Uh, however, there is something that causes me anxiety, but it is also low priority for discussion in therapy. We're sorry. <laughs> uh, that is standing in line. 
Oh. How am I supposed to look around? I definitely don't want to uh, attract uh, conversation, but I also don't want to stare at my phone the whole time. I always end up rocking on my heels in what I su suppose is an attempt to appear natural. Uh, what in the hell am I supposed to do when I'm standing in line? Standing awkwardly while I wait for my chance to fuck you in the face, Robert the Mrs. Coopian. Hmm. Wow. I mean, I just, I'm always buried in my phone in line. Me too. I go into rage mode in line. <laughs> I went last, yesterday, uh, first time I went to Ikea. Okay. And uh, my wife wanted a gift card for an associate who's leaving. You talk about anxiety. Every time I drive past that giant Ikea that's in Ooh. town, I just I just feel anxiety about ever having to go in there. It's I've been in. It's, it's anxiety worthy. I yeah. hated it. I mean, there was some cool stuff, but not that much cool stuff. It sure. didn't knock me the fuck out. Right. Yeah, it's like And the people there were the worst. Oh, no. The human being shopping on a Monday afternoon at noon at oh, Ikea. Oh, not the, not the Ikea employees. No. <laughs> You're talking about your fellow no, shoppers. No problem with the employees. It was the shoppers. Okay. They just all had this attitude. I was like, whatever. But I had to go get the gift card, but you had to walk through the whole fucking store to go to the checkout line. Okay. Right? I even went the shortcut route, and you still have to go all, right. a ton of the way. Anyway, I get in line, and it's a long-ass line. Good 15-minute long line. And uh, I'm standing there in line right behind this other guy. I don't have anything in my hands because I'm buying a gift card, which is right next to the register. Right. Okay. I've been standing in line for 10 minutes. Yeah. The guy behind you is like, lady behind me comes tiger up, penis? Lady behind me comes amazing. up and says, are you in line? I was ready to kick and throw and scream. Did you do that? No, I just went, yes. I'm in line. Because I'm missing it. So it was because you I didn't have up? anything in, in my hands, I guess. Oh. Are you in line? Because you want to cut you? I guess. Okay. I'm like, that I'm doesn't right seem here. that bad, Paul. Oh. But this is what I'm saying. I go, I'm in rage mode. And anything. It was the way she did it. Okay, so Robert, was really don't really, go into rage mode. Really, really rude. Uh, but I feel you. I feel you. Oh, I you, you felt that you felt her tone was rude. Oh yes. Okay, okay, that's different. Very okay. rude. Very right. rude. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, "Fuck you." I'm standing here in line. What the fuck do you think I'm doing? I will say, you think I'm here for my health? Anytime I ask someone if they're in line, it's a good walk. I'm always being rude. I'm never actually curious about it. I'm usually mad that they're not keeping up or moving up in the line. Uh, well, that's exactly it. And so this bitch had the audacity to ask me if I'm in line. Yeah. Fuck you, whore. Eat some shit. I went to a wow. soup and sandwich shop the other day. And uh, in this place, it has one of those, uh, it has the, the stanchions, uh, you know, the, the guided line tells, tells you where to line up and everything. And uh, there was no one in the line except for two people standing at the front of the stanchions. They were mm -hmm. blocking the, the path into the stanchions, but they had not gone through the little serpentine thing to get up to the right. counter. And they're just standing there mm -hmm. looking up at the menu. And so I walk up to them and I say, and they're in the way. I can't get past them without them moving. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I just say, are you in line? And they go, yes, we're deciding what we want. Two different things. Two different things. And I said, okay. And I stood there for about a five Mississippi. And I said, uh, I know what I want. Uh, do, you mind if I, do you mind if I go ahead and go up there? And they look at me. They give me this look of... What the fuck are you asking us? Whoa. And they finally just go, yeah, fine. 
I was through the line and paying before they walked up to of order. Right. Of course. Yeah, of course you were. Because I knew what I wanted. I yeah. walked up. I said, I'd like this sandwich and this soup. And I walked over and I paid for my food. And see, I knew what I wanted too. I wanted a simple gift card. One single simple transaction. I am always conscious of being in the right spot, having my shit together. I always end up behind coupon lady or crazy. This, so you're saying you were in line. Oh my God, I was so in line. <laughs> I was so in line. <coughs> yeah. Oh, I felt like Matt last night. I was driving with, and SJ was in the car. Yeah. And uh, had to flip somebody off. Oh. And uh, and she yelled at me for for flipping somebody off. SJ yelled at you. Yes. Yeah. The and, wives uh, do not like it. No, no. And I said, no, no, no. Uh, she said, you don't have to do that. I said, yeah, I do, because uh, it's on the freeway. Uh-huh. Traffic is going, I'd say, an average of seventy to seventy-five miles an hour. There we go. On, on a on a six-lane freeway. Yeah. And uh, I get behind this car, and, and pretty pretty crowded traffic too there's, there's traffic in all lanes yeah i get behind this car that is going 48 miles an hour Whoa. it's fucking dangerous that's straight up dangerous and it's it's at night you know yeah. I mean, this is this is danger time uh and so i'm flashing my lights He's at the probably guy drunk probably so but i i especially at night here i assume everybody's drunk well that's yeah they would they say a third of all drivers in vegas are under the influence of something and oh i'm, I'm surprised going, just I, go ahead. I, I, would, I would think it'd be higher than that i even. got another thing to just cry Mine's about under the influence of rage yeah and so I, I'm behind this guy. I can't get over because there, there's cars in both lanes whizzing, whizzing past, and I, I can't get I can't get over at ah. all. Um, and I, I certainly can't get over safely. I could have cut somebody off and gotten I over. I know, but that's and, and made it. But but now I'm the one not being safe. Yeah. And so I'm behind this guy. I'm flashing my high beams right into. I mean, I can I get right to that sweet spot where I can see my high beams hitting his rearview mirror. Right. And I'm like, I know that I know that I'm killing this guy. And so I'm just flashing my high beams. I'm leaving him on. I'm just I'm trying to get him at the very least pissed off and like hit the gas yeah and i never does and so finally an opening comes by i gun it i get past him and i just you know i give him the bird right out you know right out the window and uh and sj was like you you shouldn't do that you you don't need to do that like yes i need to do that because that guy needs to be informed by people (laughs) everyone everyone needs to be doing it to that guy he lacks information my only fear on that is Retaliation. And Fucking town, follow me. Well, but in this town, you can get shot at very follow easily. Follow me. Uh, it's and and you know, I flip the bird often, but I do it at the door level. You do it where they can't see. I it. do it where they you do can't it for see you. it. I do it just for me, yeah. and it's a sweet, sweet release. But man, the traffic I encounter just going to the strip every night. You know it. It's I the worst. It for, I do it for myself too, where I write "fuck you, Matt" on pieces of paper and I leave it like around the house. That's good. I have a uh, I have a new move that I've done when uh, when people start to retaliate. Because mm. uh, going into Caesars, there is a, a turn lane there, mm. and the other day somebody like stuck their nose in front of me in the turn lane. Oh. Uh, so turn lane is stopped yeah. right. and they like try to jam their nose yep. in there. And so now they're blocking me and they're blocking the full lane next uh-huh. to me. Uh-huh. And so they are they are there uh right in front of my car and I do my move. I love my move. It's a good move, people. It's the best move. Everybody should do this move. move. Bigly, bigly move. It's a bigly move. I just I start honking my horn and I just lean on it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't let up. Uh, and my plan is, I'm going to throw change. I'm going to say, I didn't throw change. <laughs> I didn't have the angle. Your plan is you're driving through. Uh, my, no, my plan is I'm going to sit on this horn until either we start moving yeah. or this guy pulls back around. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
And you know, and finally he turns to me, and I'm just you know because because I'm not going to be embarrassed. No. I, I'm I am the unembarrassable. Sure, and, Jacob uh, the unembarrassable. Jacob the unembarrassable. It's my superpower. I need a shirt. Uh, but I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna I'm gonna publicly humiliate this person. Yeah. Uh, because you know he's blocking traffic on a on a busy on a busy uh, intersection here, Dude, going, going out of the Las Vegas Strip all the time. And those the the, the 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 turn right before that turn you're talking yeah. about. The one going up, going heading west to, on Flamingo. Yeah, that same shit happens all yep. the time. They block three or four lanes by fucking up and going. Oh wait, I, oh I need to be in the turn. Oh, this town. Nah, is, motherfucker. You don't miss a turn in this town. No. Oh. So yeah, plenty of time. So he finally turns to me, and I see him like starting to get out of his car. Oh, he's doing that move. Oh, yeah. My move. I reach into my center console and I pull out a large knife. That is in there. It's it's one of my work Holy knives. Holy shit! It's about a five inch blade, and it's curved forward like a claw. Jesus! And so I just pull that out, and I hold it up next to my head. You know, just just hold hold it up where he can see it, and, and I just kind of nod and shrug my shoulders. That's, Jesus. that's all I did. That's insane. And the message was, we can get out of our cars, but this is what I'm getting out with. Yeah. If you've got a gun. I'll stay in my car. <laughs> I'll, I, if you, Do you have if a you, bulletproof windshield? If you flash, if you flash a gun now, I'm gonna stop honking and I'm gonna calmly sit here. Jesus, that's intense. Yeah, I, I was like, pull no, no, out no. a fucking knife. I was like, we're not gonna do this. I've had people get out of their cars at me before. I'm like, no, no, no we're not, we're not gonna play this. No, 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 we're not gonna play this game. Um, wow. Well, I'm gonna. I actually want to go back to my friend who's feeling bad in lines. Yes, Robert. Robert. I, I, I say have no... I, my vote, don't worry about looking at your phone the whole time. That's fine. Don't. That's the thing. Is like your source of anxiety is you You said the words, the keywords that keep standing out in my head are want to fit in or I don't want to look around and, and look like blank. Right. People have way less judgment than you think about who they're in line with. No one is thinking about who's the weirdo, who's the crazy person, or whatever. Yeah. And you know what? If even if you are that person, you're not you're not uh, a weirdo in any way that is um, infringing on the lives of anyone around mm -hmm. you. Yeah. So you have to just not care. I mean, you really have to care less. You're not. Your job isn't to fit in or be normal on a line. Be the be whatever you want to be online. Don't. If you want to be a guy on a phone, be a guy on a phone. Yeah. If you want to be a guy just standing there looking around, that's fine. Look around. Yeah. Don't, don't check stuff out. You do, you're not going to come up. You're, you're, you're holding out a worst case scenario of judgment. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, just just be, be, be the freak online. Go for it. See what that's like. See what it's like to actually be thought of as a freak by everyone around you. And I guarantee you won't be successful at that. Yeah. No, they're not going to think you're a freak. Yeah. They're not gonna think. About, they're not gonna think about you at all. And then, if that doesn't work, pull out a five-inch knife yeah. that has a claw-like feature on now it. Now that works. That'll get you out of line real fast. Well, it gets you to the front of the line real fast. That's mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Uh, we got one here from Minnow Scoop. Minnow Scoop. Uh, that's M-E-N-N-O Scoop. Hi, gentlemen and Jacob. This is Minnow Scoop, so named for my Mennonite upbringing. Yes, I have Amish relatives. Uh huh. Whoa. The Amish, the Mennonites, and the Amish. Uh, the the Mennonites, the Amish, and the Mormons walk into a bar. Are uh, <laughs> those those are three three groups of, of religious people? Boy, do they not bother me because they're just they're just such nice people. Oh, I don't yeah. I don't agree with their beliefs. I don't I don't believe what they believe, True. and I don't care. This, this right. is what we're talking about, Robert. 
I don't, don't care. I don't care what they believe, Jacob, I, because they, they're just nice people. They don't bother you because they're not on Facebook. If they were on Facebook, you'd get over it real quick. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, this is some bullshit. It is bullshit. What they believe is, I, I don't believe what they believe. Jimmy Churn Butter and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Churn Butter and I don't care. Especially, I mean, the, the Mennonites are the Mennonites and Mormons are, are very different people. They're very different uh, groups of people. They believe different things. Uh, the Mormons, like this, this weird, you know, like we don't believe in using technology except for the technology that we use, and for some reason that technology is okay. Like I, I don't understand it. Uh, it, it you can't make sense of it. Uh, but. The Mormons that I know, the Mennonites that I know, and the uh, and the, uh, the the what's the other group that I just said? Mormons, Mennonites, and Amish. Amish, uh, boy, they're just nice people. Um, yeah, I'm not. I might friends. have said Mormons instead I'm of not, Amish. I'm, I'm not Amish. even. Uh, I don't know how many I know. I don't know that many Amish or Mennonites. I tell you that much right now. No, Mormons, sure, but that's fine. Again, it's because they're not on Facebook. It's true. Uh, pe- people aren't their religion. You know, yeah. every religion has their assholes in it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't found any asshole Mormons. Not one. I don't know any practicing Mormons they're that so, are assholes. They're so white and blonde. They really are. They're very um, pretty. They're such a pretty religion. I just want to pet them. Uh, but they're still... I still worry about their cultural impact. You oh, know, yeah. They're still they're still messing with kids... They're messing with they're messing with kids' minds and they're and they're they they they've got the the anti-gay agendas and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. the the big churches do and everything, and yeah, don't certainly don't support that. Yeah, but just the uh, the 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 individuals that I know, you know, they're just they always seem really nice people. You'd have a beer with them. Yeah, yeah. if they were allowed to drink beer, I'd have if a beer. They were with on them. Facebook. They're on Facebook. I'd have a, a Facebook beer with them. Have I told you about me giving beer to a to a Mormon kid that came to my house one time? <laughs> no. Uh, when I lived in Georgia, Mormon guy comes to my house, you know, doing doing the the, the Mormon thing, proselytizing. Proselytizing, that's the word I can't think of. Uh, and I say, you know, the I'm word not is interested. Prostitute. The word <laughs> prostituting himself. Yeah. Oh, that explains a Homo lot about this interaction. Panther. Homo panther. Homo <laughs> panther. I say I'm not Ow. interested in uh, in what you're selling there, but uh, if you want to come in, it's a hot day. You, you're you're walking around the neighborhood. It's a hot day. I'm looking to get my dick sucked. You want to come in and have a beer? Come on in. We <laughs> can have a beer. There's two of them. There's a beer in my pants. I got a beer. You got a mouth. Let's figure this out. Let's yeah. do it. And they kind of my beer. They kind of look <laughs> at each other. <laughs> they, get, they give each other a look, and they finally say, uh, "Okay, yeah, sure, we'll have a we'll have a beer." And they come in. They have a beer. And uh, then they, they go on their way. And they say, uh, would you mind if we come back? We're going to be back in the neighborhood in a couple of weeks. Can we come back would you mind if we here? come back? And we'd like to bring you a, uh, a book of Mormon. Uh, would you know, you, it'll, it'll be free. come back if you actually have like, some High Life or yeah. maybe some Sam Adams. Something a little nicer than the shit you gave us today. Yeah. <laughs> something, <laughs> Could you use something, had, something with some craft behind it for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, had, I had nice beer. Oh, I bet you did. Uh, so they they come back a few weeks later and they've got they've got their their book of Mormon to give me, which I which I take. Uh, say that's fine. Throw uh, it on the fire. <laughs> I actually read it years later. I, I read the whole thing. Uh, but uh, and you they can read. And they and they say uh, one of them kind of looks at the other one and they're kind of standing there and they say uh, we were we were wondering if we could come in and have another beer with you. Go, yeah, come on in. I've got I've got some time. You became the Mormon beer guy. I found out years later. When I was talking about that to a Mormon woman that I was working with, she was like, wait, they had a beer with you and then came back later and asked if they could have another one with you? I said, yeah, they were, they were friendly. They were nice guys. She said, They're not allowed to drink. It is in our religion that you cannot drink. I said, oh, shit. 
That's the whole thing, right? Like you, you, I feel you like are, I did much more proselytizing in that situation I than they you did. did. You yeah. did. You were uh, the you, power you were of meeting beer. them in the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the power of beer, people. No, because when you talk to Mennonites or the Amish or whatever, like you assume everyone is devout. Right. And the truth is that majority of people are not completely uh, devout. Sure. You know, they, they a lot of people have their own faults and wiggle room and do things at a priority, you know, do the whole thing. <laughs> a lot so, of people wear wear clothes of mixed fabrics. Yeah, they wear mixed fabrics. They, Mormon they, light. They access, uh, you know, uh, like I did a movie where we shot on a um, uh, an Girl Amish space? farm. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different movie, Paul. Different movie. <laughs> I mean, also that. Uh, that movie came out great. That's what it's called, right? And that one did. Uh, came unlike, out great. Came out great. <laughs> came out great. <laughs> unlike Cars 2, that one did go straight to DVD. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, there's nothing straight about that DVD. But uh, <laughs> um, they were like, uh, can you take our kids to Chuck E. Cheese? That was their payment for letting them shoot on their farm. Oh, okay. It was like, they know, they can't take them to Chuck E. Cheese, but they, want, they know Chuck E. Cheese exists. Yeah. And they know their kids love it. Oh, you know, so they That's brought their awful. kids exactly. And had their kids been there before? Stop. If you know that what you do is causing your children existential pain, stop it. Right. Stop doing it. Let your kids have fun. Well, I think it's the Amish where Ramspiga. Well, they have that. Yeah. But you don't join the religion officially until you are of a certain age. Right. So, like, the children are not actually part of like they don't yeah. baptize like, their yeah, kids except they're it stuck and, in the fucking yeah hole. Bullshit. Loopity hole hole loop. Let me, real quick. Go ahead. Totally off topic. Show I bet this hands. isn't going to be real quick. I can't listen to NPR. Okay. <laughs> we know nope. this. It's not going to be real quick. I did it again <laughs> yesterday. No more than 10 minutes. What am I listening to? I'm listening to uh, Marketplace. Oh, uh, okay. Right? I, I enjoy a little Kai Rizdal now and then. Absolutely. But in those 10 minutes, yeah. five of it is Trump. Yeah. And the other five is opioid addicted infants, newborns, ah. and, and, them, and them dying, and a company, a startup company, because of that. Oh, a startup company trying to tackle the opioid addiction of, of the youth? A, a startup company just around. Are they trying to get youth the, addicted to opioids? Just around the treatment of basically. Uh, detoxing opioid addicted newborns. Well, okay. It's that big of a problem that there's a startup company devoted to the detoxification of newborns. Well, you know, you know what's funny is <laughs> I'm done. If there's one thing Paul hates, it's newborns. I just, I just, I can't even. It's crazy. I, I mean, I know there's a lot of bad news. Yeah. I know there's a lot of hard stuff going on in the world, and I know it needs to get out there somewhere. Yeah. But for fuck's sake, yeah. NPR. Every five minutes is the end of the world. Well, I remember even uh, at Scoop Fest, right? I went and uh, stopped by the uh, bunch of people, a bunch of scoops were having meet, did a little meetup for breakfast over mm -hmm. at the uh, the Rio, and I made like a I made like a meth joke, mm -hmm. and and then someone was like, "Oh well, I live in Meth Town, USA, right?" And which and is everywhere. That should that should be like, a tell. So there was like four different. State areas, yeah. four different states and areas where they all were like, "No, no, no, you meth don't understand what here. meth is like here." No yeah. meth here, and I just was like, "I bet they're, I bet everyone's telling the truth." Yeah, you're yeah. all, you're all right. You're all right. Apparently, it's the same situation in my hometown of Richmond, Kentucky. Right. 
Apparently, meth is out of control everywhere in rural America. If I lived in Richmond, Kentucky, I would definitely be on meth. I, th- I, I, I mean, it's bad here, too. Right. But it's not, like, the top of our list. No, but that's the thing. It's like, it just, it, it, it is like, um, you know, uh, I thought Donald Trump was going to lose the election, mm. right? But I said, you know, if there is a, um, a, a silver lining to his campaign, which there would have been had he lost, mm-hmm. uh, is that he recognized a, a, a large voting group mm-hmm. that was feeling ignored by both parties. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and there is a deterioration, you know, happening out there in rural America that's just as bad as the inner cities of Detroit and other places like that that yes. don't get the attention. Right. You know, um, and so even like the class, like, we talk about racism. There's there's a problem with the addressing things through the eye of racism, the Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. And, and that there are people who are just as poor and white mm-hmm. that feel like they don't get the attention because they're not black, mm-hmm. right? And I've experienced that in my high school with poor white towns. The poor white kids hated the poor black kids, and it wasn't out of just blatant racism. It was out of the attention that our school paid to poor black kids. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, didn't give a shit about poor white kids, right? And when you look at like the the Black Lives Matter. You know the thing about black there there are black cops shooting poor black people. Mm-hmm. You know, and the outrage feels the same as sure. So it becomes cop instead of being whites versus blacks, it's cops versus blacks. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is that what happens is these these towns that are so poor live in a police state. Yeah, like they don't. Um, there's not a lot of business revenue. There's not a lot of. There's no economy. There's no tax revenue. Yeah. And so what happens is you. To generate money for the town, what you do is you fine and ticket. Right. Right? And what that does is that brings policemen into your lives in a negative way mm-hmm. more often than in a town that has an economy. Yeah. Right? And so it's an it's a class warfare mm-hmm. that's happening, and the cops are being put in this position. They're really... Unfairly. Yes. They're pawns in class warfare. And yes. there is... I mean, there is racism as well. There are racist cops out there. There are racist townspeople out there. There are what, racists what in this room. Sure. But that's that's just not the only problem. No, 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 no. That's, that's, a, that's a problem. That is all problem. It's not the problem. No, no, no. That's just a problem. Yeah. But uh, uh, so oh 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 god, I was this is sick meth. I don't remember what I'm talking about. Meth. But uh, meth. Let's get back to what I care about. Nah. <laughs> Make you feel better. It doesn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if it was that big of a problem. I don't know if it's a bigger problem. Maybe it's just that this this company is making it a big problem so they can get a lot of money and attention. Who knows? Uh, it certainly is a big enough problem that they started the company. Uh, uh, That's what dropped me to the floor. Yeah. That a company started just to take care of opioid-addicted newborn babies. Yeah. Now... I uh, mean, that's how Caesars Entertainment started. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at them now. <laughs> Caesar's Palace when it first opened yeah. it was just swarming with opioid addicted babies yeah. <laughs> they were everywhere that's why a lot of the old bathrooms still have weird diaper changing tables exactly <laughs> yep the fountains were a NICU uh, <laughs> you really they really were just like high end bidets you could wash kids butts out uh-huh that's why it was so tragic when evil can evil crashed after jumping the fountain yeah. he, he was he their just... success story he was one of the first babies that came through the hospital <laughs> but but then when he landed he just landed on all these opioid addicted babies and, and then through the pain ended up on the opioids himself yeah oh 
And then you get Robbie. <laughs> oh, what if I, what if I shot myself? But then through the hole in my foot, I shot again and hit a, hit a moving target bullseye. I hit precisely through the foot and the target. Yeah. Two bullets. Two bullets, one shot. <laughs> Robbie, that's, that's worse than most people do. Yeah, there you go. Oh, boy. That way I could metaphorically shoot myself in the foot and actually shoot actually myself in the do foot. It. Uh, what? What the fuck did David Blaine do? David Blaine's a fucking idiot. I don't know. <laughs> he shot himself in the mouth. Uh, everybody, every uh, did he? But he didn't. No, oh, he didn't. Well, <sighs> I don't know. Oh, so he's just making stories. If you're David Blaine, that's what you do, and you're getting famous off the bullet catch. What's the only way you're going to get in the news for doing the bullet catch? I shot myself in the mouth. Yeah, right. I, it went wrong. I, I something think went wrong. All, I think and, it's yeah. all magical gamesmanship. I do too. That makes no sense to me at all. That's not much of a game. No. I shot myself in the face. It's just, I oh. think David Blaine doesn't know how to... Well, no, he he knows what he... He's playing to the times. Yeah. This is where we live now. Well, no, I, th- I think it's Th- a... That's, that's, the, that's the story I want to hear. I think it's similar David to... David Blaine shot himself in the mouth, and so many babies are being born addicted to opioids <laughs> yeah. that there's a company devoted to that treatment. Uh, you know, here's the only thing I'll say to this, Paul, is that uh, my... Uh, a listener of the show, my mm. brother, uh, he adopted a child. Yes. And um, when you actually do the research on, uh, like basically like you, you, when you when you get into the adoptive space, uh-huh. you can choose things like age, you know, all this other stuff. Yes. You can also figure out like what what are you willing to take a child Oh yeah. From? What environment are you willing sure. to take them out of? And the truth is, is that the first three months of a child's life, uh, opiate addiction are rough. Mm. Should they survive that uh, and, and come out okay? The rest of their lives very minimal impact, almost, sure. almost no impact. There's a, a couple of uh, correlations to ADD, yeah, but that's about it. I'm sure it's not that big of a deal, but it's just insane. it's a big deal to get through those three months. It's, it's insane that deal. it's insane that it exists. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. Yep. I'm just so Paul, sad. Paul's not unhappy that there are people treating this. This no, thing. I think Paul it's is great. unhappy that it, it exists to the degree that it needs a, a company to treat it. That's yeah. madness. It that's is. madness. Yeah. Sure. That's because because again, it is also to me we're going crazy here, but it's typical of. <laughs> The whole medical system. They are fixing the broken. They are not treating the parent who is addicted. Uh, sure. You understand? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. In this particular instance, yeah. I mean, Minnow's, imagine. Minnow Scoop, thank you for bringing this to our attention. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Uh, Did you you, you brought up. No. Hope, hope we haven't given you any other you, stuff to be anxiety about. You brought about. up a very important topic <laughs> they, here, Minnow Scoop. They, thank you very much. You broke down their name and then we uh-huh. address the thing on their nope. scoop mail, right? We should. Uh, yeah, we'll address it tomorrow. Because now it's time for Junk versus Nerd. Hilarious. <laughs> we are not good at our jobs. <laughs> or we're too good. I think the listeners will let us know. I have a theory. <laughs> I think I know which one this one's going to go on the old Twitter survey. Oh, boy. Explosion of Mennonites. (laughs) 
Uh, let's see. This comes so, to us. So let's just get this straight. You literally just turned around from the scoop mail to tell us that you get along with Mennonites, and then we never went back to that scoop mail. That's what happened. I think that's what happened. Okay. He told us the beer story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. That, Jacob just wanted to tell people. He was like, Mennonite scoops, hey, I had a beer. And that was enough to be like totally disinterested in what the rest of that letter said. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. And it looks like a good letter, too. Well, to be fair, I look I, forward to reading it tomorrow. I had my NPR thing, too. That's true. Sorry. That took a lot more time than my beer story. It did. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, did you get engaged, Matt? Oh, do you guys want to hear that whole story? I would what? love to hear the whole story. Uh, you got engaged, girl. You got to spill the beans. <laughs> 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 from the ombudsman ML Kennedy I'm too sick to do the Beyonce <laughs> to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the greatest year in Paul's life here is a jock versus nerd these questions will specialize in things that happened in January of 1992 oh great in order to leave things open for fellow scoops to exploit this gold mine of a year so this is only January so other people can write in you gotta we, remember we can do an every month thing here with 1992 do you remember we used to do our own drunk versus nerds? What were we thinking? We were stupid. <laughs> our listeners are much better at this. So than much better. They're so much better. Jock question for Paul. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest events of January 1992 was Super Bowl XXVI, or 26 as I like to call it. It was the second of what would be four Super Bowl losses for the Buffalo Bills. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh. True. Next question. Where did this? Where did Super Bowl twenty six take place? Oh Jesus! John Elway's teeth. Uh, correct. <laughs> Which is the name that Tampa Stadium was currently going by at that point. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> uh, can, no, so that's, the, like, can, that's like Mad Dog Russo level trivia, right yeah. there. Yeah, he can land a car on his teeth. All right, I, re- I read the I read the question. A flying All right, car can land. I on misread his the teeth. question. He did. He did give multiple choice. Oh, uh, John so, Elway's teeth. Uh, that is one of the that is one of the the possible choices. So okay. the the choices are Tampa Stadium, the Hubert H Humphrey Metrodome, the Rose Bowl, or the Georgia Dome. I'll go with the Rose Bowl. It is not the Rose Bowl. Okay. It, it is the Metrodome. He already told you the answer. Oh no, no, it's, it's the Metrodome. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which team won Super Bowl twenty six? The New York Football Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, the Washington Redskins, the Pittsburgh Steelers, or a hidden option? The Buffalo Bills, because you already know that the Buffalo Bills were in this, right? Which one? Which which Super Bowl? Super Bowl that one. This is twenty six. Yeah, who won that win? Who won it? Uh, names again, please. Uh, the Giants, the Cowboys, the Redskins, or the Steelers? Redskins. I who won? A... Who won that, Matt? The Cowboys. Nope, it's the Redskins. Oh, the Cowboys, I believe, won. Uh... DJ, DJ, DJ. Yeah. I believe 27 and 28, the Cowboys won those. Ah, right. yeah. The MVP of that game was, of course, John household Elway. name, Mark Ripon. Of course. Rippin. Mark Ripon. Uh, is it not Ripon? It's Ripon. It's R-Y-P-I-E-N. I that's Ripon. That's Ripon. It's pronounced Ripon. Okay, fine. Uh, Mark Ripon is the first Super Bowl MVP to have been what? Born in Canada, to be missing a thumb on his left hand, to be over six foot six, or to be diagnosed with Tourette syndrome. Oh boy! E, he had mesothelioma. <laughs> mesothelioma. I'm gonna. Ooh. But he's contacting an attorney. I'm gonna go with the thumb. You're going thumb, missing a left thumb. Uh, he was born in Canada, Paul. Where which, he missed, which is the, the left same thumb. as missing a left thumb. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the most thumbless country among us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Paul went one out of three there. 
Matt, nerd questions coming at you. All right, 1992, nerd wheelhouse. Let's do this. Which of the following is not the plot to a comic published by Marvel in January of 1992? All right. So, not the plot. Not the, the plot. The Punisher gets plastic surgery to make him look like a black man for a few issues. Oh, I love that. That's got to be true. New York Giants' Phil Sims and Carl Banks guest star in an issue of NFL Super Pro titled The Sanctioning. I'm going to go ahead and say that's true. Nightcat number one, the story of a Latina singer who gets the power of night vision after she is injected by mysterious drugs. Okay, I'm going to put a pin on that one. Okay. Put a pin on that one. And Wolverine fights a talking carrot for some reason. I'm going to go with the Latina as the fake story. Oh, you almost got it. Wolverine fights a talking <laughs> oh. carrot. That didn't happen. I bet that happened in some like dental comic book. Flaming Carrot is a whole comic book publishing house. <laughs> you could have fought Flaming Carrot. My logic was that like in 1992, minorities meant still meant black people. Right. And so like they wouldn't do a Latin centric story. And yet. I love that the Punisher got surgery to look like a black person. Uh, I knew that one straight up because I was a collector of Punisher comics. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, like, you I'm were ni- there for that. You were like, 92, that's true. 92, yeah. I was still collecting. I, ha- I, mm-hmm. I believe I might even have that comic. That's oh, that's a good one. And at the time, I didn't even think that was crazy. Well, sure. Right? It does, well, Listening how now. How far have we come, right? I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Far enough to be like, oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> oh. uh, this plot summary describes which of the following 1992 movies. Time-traveling bounty hunters find a doomed race car driver in the past and bring him to 2009 New York, where his mind will be replaced with that of a terminally ill billionaire. Cuffs. Bad landers. Freejack. The hand that rocks the cradle. Wait a minute. This is amazing. Which which movie is that? <laughs> which okay. which of those four movies is that plot summary? Okay. Uh uh uh, uh give me give me them. You need the movies or the plot summary? Movies. Cuffs, maybe. Badlanders, maybe. Free la- uh, sorry, Free Jack. It's not Free Jack. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. It's not The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Okay. Uh What's the number 2 again? Badlanders. I'm going to go with Badlanders. Matt is 0 for 2. Damn it. It is Free Jack. Free Jack? Free Jack. Oh, I was thinking of New Jack City. No. Oh. Free Jack. Yep. Ray Fiennes is in Free Jack, isn't he? No. No, he's not. Uh, Maybe he is. Uh, <laughs> Mick Jagger is in Free Jack. Oh. I've got the moves like Mick Jagger. Free Jack is a terrible movie. Apparently. It, ha- it has some uh, The good movie ideas. description did not. It had some good ideas, and it had some, some scenes that were pretty well shot, but boy, what a bad movie. Yeah. All right. All right, so I need to get this one to tie. Yes. Uh, in which case, I win. Which of the following celebrities was born in January 1992? WWE superstar Sasha Banks. Okay. Suicide Squad actress. He put actress in uh, quotes on the. <laughs> Hilarious. Suicide Squad actress Kara uh, Delvini. Is that how you say her name? Delvini? Delvini? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, Who cares? New Spider-Man Tom Holland. Okay. Or PETA from The Hunger Games, Josh Josh Hutcherson. Okay. This is a bad time to be down one. Yeah. Because there's no clues or logic. All those people, are we, they fit within that age range. Yeah. They're all born. <laughs> they're, all, they're all born in the 90s, probably. Oh. I guess so uh, give me the names again. 
WWE superstar Sasha Banks, Suicide Squad actress Cara Delvini. I'll go with Cara Delvini. Okay, that's wrong. Yeah! <laughs> the answer is WWE superstar Sasha Banks. The boss. In the case of a tie, Jacob wins. In the case of a Paul victory, Jacob also wins. Congratulations oh. to Jacob, a beautiful man with the hair of a pony. And that is from Ombudsman, ML Kennedy. Thanks, oh, man. Thanks, ML. That was a good one. Yeah. I, I mean, I was terrible at it. It wasn't a good one for me. But it was a good good job. I like the I rules was, at the end of it. I'm pleased that I remembered the Redskins. I'm pleased too. I'm impressed. And John Elway's teeth. <laughs> you said the 90s. I'm going to guess the Cowboys every time. Yeah, especially early 90s. I think they won 93-94. Oh, yeah. There's the moneymaker. Oh, nice. All right. Hey, I want to thank Penn Gillette for creating this podcast. Woo! I want to thank Celestia for coming in and talking to us about uh, La- Logicala. Logicalia. 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 Logical LA. Go out to Logical LA this weekend. Logical LA. Logical The weekend of January, Friday the 13th. Yeah. By the airport. By the airport next to Camp Crystal Lake. That's just weird. Do we have other people to thank, Jacob? Nope. Good. Fuck those people. Uh... I want to thank uh, all the people backing us on Patreon.com. You guys are the best. And a lot of people just have been increasing their thing. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all kinds of fun things. Uh, basically, the most popular now because of because uh, of Graham's help is the $10 level, which gives you access to all of our crazy sound bites and pulls for ringtone purposes. And songs. And then all of our songs we've done to reward Patreon people. Man. Um, Graham's so, the best. So check that out. Uh, that's uh, patreon.com slash heyscoops you can back us there thank you guys um, I want to thank our audio mafia our visual mafia um, our data mafia uh, all the people on our social media mafia and uh, I want to thank, wanna thank Sarah. Uh, Sarah I want to thank all you guys for being listeners and subscribers hey tell someone about our show uh, it's called the obelisk game we don't want to be a pyramid scheme no that's a ripoff. That's just tell one person one choose one and one person only one and now our commercial, which already has a uh, uh, combined uh, something like twelve thousand views. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. Really, twelve thousand on that one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, we're we're web, we're web rich right now. Uh, except it's on Facebook, so we're not even getting not that. making but, any uh, money, but that's no. okay. Uh, but that's right yeah, on our homepage promo, right now. Promo, That's commercial. We're not, we don't share, need to get money up from the share commercial. Share it around, no. guys. Yeah, so it's heyscoops.com. So if you want to show people the commercial that we did, and maybe they'll make them curious about our Bird show. Bird Archer came through big time on that one. Yeah, Bird Archer and Ugu Productions. Ugu Productions, Wes and the crew. Um, thank you all so much, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you soon. I just can't wait to find out what Minnow Scoop is about. <laughs> Really looking forward to that. As long as it's not about opioid addicted newborns, I'm cool. I just hope his second sentence also reminds Jacob of something riveting that happened <laughs> in his life. Guys, you won't believe this barn raising I was at. <laughs> oh man, I've been to some good barn raisings. <laughs> They're always a good time. <laughs> you had snakes in a barn? Snakes in a barn, yeah. We had snakes that lived in the in the rafters yeah, of our barn. Yeah, like, and that was the year we didn't go in the barn. Yeah, that's right. Were there also dogs on that farm? Oh, gosh. Dog and snake farm. <laughs> nope. There were no dogs. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you saw this. But people have been putting up some really great artwork for Dog and Snake Greatest Hiss. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't <laughs> seen any great artwork for it. It's I awesome. have. It's <laughs> awesome. I can't wait to do it. 
it's gonna happen and uh i also thought of the title for another album shedding and shredding because they both shed guys yeah snakes and dogs both shed yeah no we we get it (laughs) i can't dog and snake forever yo you should call it lick because they both lick things too. They do. They do. Heat pits. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't have. They both have heat pits. Not all snakes have them either. Rodent diner. Rodent. Di- mm. I mean, the dog's a little. The dog's a little mouse. Dogs. Dogs will snap a mouse. They yeah. won't eat it, but they'll snap it. They'll put it out. They'll put it out of its misery. It's mousey misery. I wish somebody would put me out of my misery. Dog and snake will save you from misery. Doubt it. See you, Scoops!